the incredible thing about Tom is that for 45 years, he's been studying those 10,000 lines of numbers with marker systems, boiling that data down to nine key mechanical variables that are actual teachables you want to give somebody. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have two great entrepreneurs, Tom House, founder of Mustard, and Rocky Collis, co-founder and CEO of Mustard. Welcome to The Playbook. David, thanks for having us. Oh, you guys are a dynamic duo. And I'm going to start with Tom. You know, Tom, you have so many different things that you could be doing uh, with your experience. Why did you choose to get involved with Mustard? I, you know, I'd like to say it was well planned out. Uh, it wasn't. It's like the rest of my life. It's all happened organically, but it just seemed to be one of those zeitgeist moments. Um, I've known Rocky and his brother Luke for a long time, actually worked with Luke as he was a professional quarterback. And Rocky used to come by and sit in on some of our consults for quarterbacks. And one day somebody, I don't know who our partners, it actually asked, I wonder how many athletes go home that could have been a Nolan Ryan or a Tom Brady that because of lack of information and instruction never realized that they could. So that, that and Rocky, was it you that came up with it? I, I really can't remember. You know, I think it was really Jason Goldsmith, who's our other co-founder that had the idea for this. Jason's a you know, we think the top mental performance coach in the world. And um, David, I'll just tell you, it's uh, it's fun for me here in Tom House say he thinks he's lucky for being involved in this. For me, I grew up reading Tom House books. Uh, I keep one of my books from when I was a kid behind me on the shelf there. It's my actual copy that I marked up, Nolan Ryan's Pitcher's Bible. And so for me now to get to work with Tom House is a ridiculous treat. And, and um I, you know, I'm, I'm a recovered lawyer, like, uh, like somebody else on this call. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I had, I had just kind of started this career as an entrepreneur. I, I was honored, lucky. I got invited to be a co-founder in this company, Re-Inc., with four members of the U.S. women's soccer team. Uh, and I was, I was helping to run that. And Tom and Jason, um, Jason really came to me with this idea of what if we could take everything Tom House does with the best athletes in the world and we could provide it to kids everywhere what kind of difference would that make in the world? Um, for us, we look at the problem as 70% of kids quit playing sports by the time they're 13 or 14. And we really think, as Tom said, that's because that's the age where if you don't have access to decent coaching, sports become not so fun. You're getting your butt kicked all the time. It's starting to get competitive. Nobody enjoys that. We think with technology and with partnerships with literally the best coaches of all time, that starts with Tom, we can start to change that. We can start to give kids access to real coaching at a younger age and give them a chance to keep playing sports. And that's how we think we're going to, we're going to change the world. You know, I think you're right too. And I think one other aspect, and I've read Tom's book as well, and you know, it's curiosity. I think part of the problem why kids are quitting is without proper instruction, 
without the knowledge base of having things to work on beyond just hitting a baseball off a tee or off a wire, that when we create the imaginative side of being curious and to understand what we have control of beyond just our arms, um, it becomes something that is very exciting, even if their performance, you know, uh, I've seen young people uh, in your program where they may not be the best, but because they have a curiosity, imagination, and a guide there, they feel they have the potential to be the best. And I think that potentiality is something that Mustard provides that is even more important than the instruction is that if we can see what we can be and have a desire to be that, we can change lives beyond the field because then they apply what you guys do beyond throwing a football or a baseball into life. You know, Tom, how important is it to inspire the curiosity and the education component beyond, you know, just pitching or, or passing? Well, David, you're queuing this up perfectly for me. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, this, the science and the research on uh, youth athletes say that if we can keep kids playing a sport, through high school, that their adult abilities to deal with adversity, to understand empathy, to uh, enjoy affiliation, and to have fun using sports and the power of play, they're better, healthier human beings, mentally and physically. So it's not just you know, being able to throw a baseball or a football. It's like you mentioned, it's a life skill. Sports skills are life skills. And you also hit part of our uh, mission statement. We want to inform, instruct, and inspire the, the youth of the world to be, become the best they can possibly be. And uh, so it all dovetails for me into something that from my end, uh, not only keeps me uh, relevant, but keeps me curious. And uh, you probably saw, I'm not the most technically advanced person in the world. But they, our group has managed to take what's been rolling around in my head for a long time and actually turn it into a product, um, you know, called Mustard. That if you have a cell phone, you have the best coaching uh, and the best drills for skills that exist in the world. And Rocky, you know, I've been, I've been blessed like you to have a great mentor as a business partner. Uh, you know, Lee Steinberg was my first business partner at the sports agency. And then uh, for me, even more remarkable was Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback. I called him QB1 Kenobi. And I uh, have learned more lessons from both of my mentors, uh, being able to apply the mindset, the heart set, and what they had learned throughout all those years. Like Tom, what things have you been able to learn from Tom beyond the stuff for mustard that you've applied to, you know, as both of us recovering lawyers, we may tend to believe we know everything. What have you learned uh, about business uh, that they may not even real like I get these genius moments from especially Warren, who's not a lawyer like Lee, these genius moments. And he'll, I'll look at him and go, dude, that's amazing. And he's like, what, you know, I just, learned that a long time. I'm like, whoa, were there any epiphanies for you that you've been able to apply to business that you've learned from the mustard uh, genius of Tom House? So many. The, the, the tough thing really is, is figuring out which ones to highlight. But, but look, the, 
the company started in large part, as Tom talked about, because I was going to his morning chop talks. I, I wasn't doing that just for fun. I was busy. I was, I was practicing at a, at a big law firm at the time. And I had kind of a long commute and I would go out of my way and I would spend half an hour at USC where Tom was training all these athletes. And it was really because, uh, you know, my brother was there. It was cool. There's all these NFL guys and major league baseball players in the same training facility. But I would go on the days that Tom was talking about strategy. Okay. And really what he was going through a lot of times was like what pitches to throw and what counts. It couldn't, it couldn't have been something further away from what the rest of my day was going to look like. But to your point, I was really taking from that a thought process, a way of thinking through problems that I felt like at the time was super applicable to being a lawyer. And now I think it's really applicable to being an entrepreneur because really the way Tom, you know, when Tom's breaking down what pitches to throw and what counts, it's thinking through the current situation from somebody else's perspective, right? So as a pitcher, instead of just what pitch do I feel like throwing, it's okay, if I'm thinking this through from the hitter's perspective, what are they, what are they amped up for right now? What are they looking for? And then picking my strategy as a result, same thing you need to do as a lawyer, think things through from all different angles. And from an entrepreneur's perspective, um, really, you know, obviously laser focused on what is, what does a customer want? The people we're trying to help, um, what are they looking for out of this product? If I, if I can give you one more, please, um, we get a lot from Jason Goldsmith, who's obviously not here, but he's a he's an equal co-founder in this, and he's and he's really specialized on the mental performance side. Uh, he's taken two golfers to be ranked world number one, uh, Jason Day and Justin Rose. So there's a steiny connection there too, I think, with with, with Rosie. Um, but both Jason and Tom, you know, they they talk a lot about making sure we're honest with ourselves about what our strengths and weaknesses are, and that's that's so important for an athlete. One of our advisors, Anson Dorrance. As a, as a, I think a really nice way of framing this. Anson's the winningest NCAA soccer coach of all time. Okay, he's the uh, women's soccer coach at UNC. Um, I think he's won the national championship literally most years he's been a coach. So uh, preposterous record. Anson talks about trying to get your personal narrative as close to the truth as possible. Okay, and what he means by that is we all develop these personal narratives to protect ourselves and make ourselves feel better. And I know I did this as an athlete a lot, and I, I wish I had realized it at the time. If you can just be super honest with yourself and really understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, um, as a competitive person, you will naturally then go and correct your weaknesses. The problems arise when you don't acknowledge what the weaknesses are, then you're not going to work on them. You're not going to improve. It's literally the same thing we try to do with every person working in this company, just no judgment, no ego, just really try to get our personal narratives close to the truth, both as a group and individually, and then improve from there. So that's all from, uh, we're lucky we've got these brilliant coaches' minds that, uh, that teach us how to be better at business for sure. And real quick, Rocky, how do you incorporate all that knowledge base that Tom has acquired over so many years as a player, coach, instructor, mentor, all the different capacities that have you know, the thing about technology today is it has exceeded our imagination. It has so much capability and it must be very difficult to figure out, okay, do we go beyond the biomechanics, tips, strength training, is it nutrition, mental, emotional training, and what sports is that? And how do we apply what Tom knows to, you know, this AI and app, an app that we have, how are you prioritizing and utilizing Tom's knowledge and capturing that and then executing in a technological manner? 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. So I would say, you know, we really think about that in two different parts. One is um, for right now doing the biomechanics piece through computer vision, through artificial intelligence. So I'll tell you about that. And then the second part is really layering on top of that, all the additional content, all the additional learnings we, we want to get to people. So on the biomechanics piece, um, just that piece in terms of what you're talking about is really complicated, right? Because um, no sensors, we're using just iPhone video or Android video, you know, whatever, whatever phone somebody has. We can recognize a picture's motion from any camera angle. We pick up the camera angle. We calculate biomechanical data as a result of understanding the camera angle. We're picking up every joint location over every frame of the video, right? So if you're just to look at the backend data, I mean, it, it's not helpful to me. It's like 10,000 lines of numbers and it's unlabeled. And even, you know, I've pitched uh, in the minor leagues and, and uh, a reasonably intelligent person, but I have no chance of making sense of this stuff. The incredible thing about Tom is that for 45 years, he's been studying those 10,000 lines of numbers with marker systems and he's boiled it down. I mean, literally going back to Nolan Ryan, this is what he was doing with Nolan boiling that data down to nine key mechanical variables that are actual teachables you wanna give somebody and particularly a young person. So on the biomechanics piece, really what we do is, all right, we're not, we're not just giving every kid 10,000 lines of numbers to, to dive into and, and get lost in. We're giving them nine tests, pass, fail, whichever of these you fail, you get drills and exercises as a result that are specifically recommended for you. And each week we recommend one variable for the kid to work on. Tom has a regression analysis. So we know which variable you should address first. Uh, if you're failing four or five, we can, we can boil it down to start with one. So that's the first thing. Now, to your bigger question, really we see this, um, we see this technology as a hook to pull people into our community. Okay, so really what we're building, what we're creating is a, a social platform where any person can get personalized instruction. Um, so, it, you know, you, I mean, you know, you've followed these, this kind of trend for vertical social networks. And, and really, I think that's what we're building within the human performance space. Um, and I see these applications that we'll build with Tom, with Jason, with Drew Brees, you know, with Nolan Ryan in baseball, Anson and Mia Hamm in soccer. Um, those are hooks to bring people into our network. And then we'll layer on top of those applications, a lot of content, live content, recorded content where people are getting more in-depth instruction on nutrition, on functional strength, on mental performance from Jason. So um, long-term, we'll do more with artificial intelligence and computer vision. But for now, it's going to be broken down that way, where the computer vision side is mechanics and everything else is, is content. And then, Tom, you know, I know technologically you may not be the most advanced of all people. So I want to throw you a little bit of a slider. Hopefully it won't be too so challenging. But you know, there's a human aspect. Uh, and I'm uh, like you, uh, Rocky, that my life changed by playing college sports. Uh, and I was an average division three athlete, but I would uh, tell you that my success is generally found between the sidelines and the locker room and the training that I did and, and what I learned from playing sports. But there's a human aspect, Tom, that you're so good at. And so I would love for you to share uh, what tips would you give to me as a parent of an 11 year old son who, who's playing with the app and utilizing it? Because there has to be an interaction, a human aspect of a coach in a child or a parent in a child 
to help them stay clear, balanced, and focused or inspired or consistent. What, what is the tip that you've learned in the human aspect that enhances the incredible technology that you guys have? All right, that, that lines me up again. We got to pal around more often. You, you <laughs> make, make it really easy for me to communicate that we are actually human coaches, parents, and athletes to understand the process of long-term adaptive learning. We learn to learn, we learn, and we learn to relearn. We, we <laughs> I, have to interrupt, I have to interrupt, Tom. Listen to this. This is a true story. I own Clarkson Dreammakers, the quarterback, uh, Steve Clarkson. And yeah. Joe paid a fortune for Nikki and Nate to be coached by Clarkson, uh, Joe Montana. And I was like, are you kidding me, Joe? Why are you paying this guy so much money to coach your kids? He goes, because they won't listen to me. <laughs> exactly. Now, teenage, teenage boys are designed to piss their dads off. It goes way back when. But the, the idea here is, and we're, we're, I think we're going to be as good, maybe even better at working on this part of the equation as we are with biomechanics, where we have a statistically validated model. We're going to empower parents and their athletes to understand how to reframe learning styles, understand number one, the way that you teach, and number two, the way that your child actually learns. And hopefully through sports, bring a little bit more peace to the home front in this crazy world we're living in right now. So again, we're using, I think sports is the closest thing that we can possibly come to where you can learn all the life lessons, all the necessary parts of com competition in life and have it be fun at the same time. So that's how it all kind of mixes together. And Rocky, we're gonna finish up here with both of you guys. So I'd love for you to share, you know, I have, you know, great one-liners, great pieces of advice, et cetera. You guys have been involved in this for so long at such a high level. You know, what would you tell your little league team you know, when you're utilizing the technology as a coach, you know, what would you tell them either the perspective, objective, or mindset should be uh, playing and utilizing technology with playing? What, what advice would you give the kids when you're presenting this to them? You want to start, Tom? Sure. I'll, I'll see if I can set you up like, like <laughs> they sets me up. Um, this is what I actually, whether I'm dealing with 12 year olds, 22 year olds or 32 year olds, I look them in the face and I say, you're probably never gonna be the best person on the field. Just take the bank. We're playing games of failure coached by negative, negative people in a misinformation environment. You're gonna fail more than you're gonna succeed. But if you be the best that you can be, when you go between the lines, you can't, you can't be Nolan Ryan, you can't be Tom Brady, but you can be Rocky or David or Tom House. Go out and be the best you can be. And if you've done that, then you literally have become a big leaguer in everybody's mind. So that's how we started off with give them permission to fail. Don't judge by the outcome, judge by the process. Does that help you, Rocky? Yeah, I love it. I, I think um, I would say let's judge by what happens the day after a lot of times, right? So yeah. Uh, less about what the results are in a game, whether you won or lost, whether you pitched well or you didn't. But let's start to really work on how we react the next day, no matter what the results were on, on game day. For us, look, uh, Dave, we've talked about it, but our mission is to revolutionize the power of play. 
And so what I would say to every kid is go out there and play, but, but really play to Tom's point, go out there and compete and don't, don't leave something in the dugout. Um, what you get out of sports is learning that mindset of competing, um, feeling how to react properly when times are tense and how to deal with that nervousness, that tension. I was talking to a parent the other day who um, was talking about how their, their kid was very nervous pitching and didn't react well to it, ended up walking everybody. And I said, you know, it's funny that another way to describe nerves is you have adrenaline, right? And so the same, the pitcher that we say is super fired up and really firing on the mound, you might just describe that guy as nervous, right? It's the same, this, the scientific stuff going on on the inside is probably the same. So really work on that, work on reframing your competitiveness the adrenaline you have going, work on learning how to compete. And that stuff's going to carry you throughout life, no matter whether you got Rocky Collis level talent, which is not going to take you to the big leagues, or you got Tom House level talent, it's going to take you all the way. You're going to learn a lot from that. It's going to do well for you. Well, I'll tell you, just to finish up what I've learned about you two, Jason, your company, the books that have been written as well, just I, three things come to mind. One, that is simply just do your best. If you do your best between those lines, you're a big leaguer. Two, learn something. You should always learn something and have fun. Those were the three things. I've done a lot of due diligence. If you know parents, coaches, and technology out there can help everyone do their best to learn something and to have fun, we're all going to be a lot better off. And you guys are leading the way. You should be extremely proud of you. I'm a parent of four children, and uh, what I've learned as a parent and a coach from both of you and Jason, I appreciate so much and anything I can do to support what you're doing to support so many kids so they can experience what we really, uh, as successful adults, enjoy the most, those childhood experiences of playing between the lines. So thank you both so much. It's